Morning, Juventini, and welcome back to the All Juve Cast, where it's all Juve all the time. And I got Anthony joining me today. And yes, we are plus three, and finally a positive outcome. As Alex uh, joining us right out of the gate here says, "Bob, good morning, Bob." Plus three, a little bit messy. Okay, well we'll get to that. Cliffs with us. Uh, right out of the gate here something to build off absolutely absolutely good morning everybody um and yeah we're happy to cover this it was a positive uh one for you mm-hmm. it needed to be um mm-hmm. we've got a string of matches where uh, they all really need to be and uh another positive yesterday the boys launched stoppage time on our twitch channel okay mm-hmm. uh where they're doing syria recap okay and it was cliff and lou and it was a fantastic show and a job well done so props to them and uh for all our subscribers get over to twitch follow all uv cast on twitch okay um and you'll get your syria recap so if you want a little syria coverage we're not going to leave you hanging you just watch the young bucks do it on twitch and they did a good job the other thing with Twitch we're going to have a lot of fun with is PlayStation 5, Xbox, FIFA 22. If you want to challenge some of the team members of uh, all UV cast, go for it and we'll uh, take you on and we'll stream the games and we'll have a lot of fun. And I'd recommend starting off with Cliff because I've played him. And uh, yeah, it's a good step. It's a good step up before you come after <laughs> the guns like Omer and myself. Maybe kick it off with Cliff, throw a couple challenges his way. And I now know it should be noted. He's probably going to make a comment here real quick. Go ahead, Anthony. It should be noted that there is a member of the All Juve cast that was formerly nationally ranked in FIFA. Yes. So, so we've, we found that out about our uh, our newest member. Since he though he claims, and this is Joe, Mister Joe Cappuccino, there saying mm-hmm. that now he's switched over to Pez. And uh, to me, uh, all I see is here. He doesn't want the smoke. <laughs> he doesn't want this smoke in FIFA. But mm-hmm. we'll see. Awesome. We'll see how it goes, mm-hmm. um, guys. Uh, for everybody that's tuning in on the audio channel, real quick, just get the business out of the way. Head over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel. A ton of uh, good content. We keep you up to date on the news um, almost daily when we're not doing these live episodes and match day lives. Okay. And um, yeah, honestly, all uvacast.com, great articles, um, previews for matches, uh, reviews, and ratings. So a lot of stuff going on. And we try to have Busy. all, yeah, try to have all avenues covered for you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, without further ado, I guess we get to the match at hand. Victory Wednesday, Al. It's Victory Wednesday. Now, we did play a city at Cheeseside, but hey, we'll take the three points. On we go. Yeah, you betcha. You betcha. So kick it off with uh, the lineup. Kind of the uh, – there was two projected ones. Uh, we got uh, the second one, the latest one, which would have been Chesney, Quadrado, Chiellini. Delict, Pellegrini, Kulishevsky, Bentancur, Locatelli, Bernardeschi with Dybala and Keane. And uh, let's get uh, your take on that lineup, Anthony. Well, in the especially in our, our group chat, that's the lineup more or less what the whole team was, has been asking for, or that sort of uh, that group of players. Uh, we finally didn't get four central midfielders in midfield, which was a bonus right off the start. Uh, we... Uh, I think injuries force his hand. I'd like to hope that injuries forces uh, Max's hand in previous matches. Uh, I 
think we underestimated how much this team needs Bernadeschi, and he showed it yesterday. Um, and uh, we were all hoping Bernadeschi would have that game and Kulishevsky would have a good game, and I, and I think they, they came out strong and they, they showed the, the fans what they can do. Yeah, absolutely. And even in the um, alternative lineup that we saw um, being listed, you had a left side of Sandro, Rabio, and Bernardeschi, and everybody was like, that left side is atrocious. And I was like, do not account uh, Bernardeschi as part of that because he's <laughs> been the one that honestly let Max get away with the 4-4-2 for quite some time. So, yeah, ultimately this lineup, I liked it. I had no issues with it. Uh, it was a positive lineup, and it needed to be a positive lineup yeah. against um, a team that covered in the tactical breakdown. We have to be honest. Uh, and if it comes off disrespectful, it is what it is. But, man, they they just drop back. They collapse. There's not much to their game, especially with the fact that they were going into this one missing Ribery. If Ribery would have been there, they create a little bit more. He's the key, man. You still have to just lock him up. But he's very good at finding pockets, and they can create a little more. With him out, they become a team that just Sticks. wants to cross it into the area and hope for the best, and there's not much there. Defensively, we saw it in this one. They just collapse. They drop mm -hmm. right back, and I said it in that breakdown. Get your shooting boots on. Look at the top of the area because the spaces just open up because Salernitana is atrocious when it comes to uh, the defensive side. They did. So before we get in, they did drop back, but they're not an organized team defensively. Like, you know, some of their teams will shell up, but they, they're just not organized. Yeah. Not, they yeah. So let's get to the slides from this one, and we'll just quickly go through uh, some of the highlights in this. Now, let me just pull. Up. I usually do this beforehand, but uh, I'm obviously asleep at the wheel. You want me to morning. juggle while you? Oh, you got it ready. Okay. Pretty yeah. Good. So some entertainment. There we go. Hmm? Kick it off, and it's uh, it's Dybala again. Pocket of space. This is quite funny. Again, when we talk about uh, <laughs> the breakdowns and when we kind of try and preview things with team, this was. You would think this is like a scramble off a corner kick or something. This is natural buildup, and Salernitana early in the game have. Ten. There's ten. All ten guys are there yeah, in and around two, the area. Two, four, it's five, uh, yep. it's funny. Dybala gets a shot off here, uh, easily handled by the keeper. You have a couple players looming there for rebounds. We continue on. This was a nice one uh, cut off by um, Locatelli. Plays it into Keen. His touch not the greatest, but it actually works out because it falls into the path of Kulishevsky, who steps into this thing. And I thought 100% goal. Um, he just misses this thing. Uh, frustrating one, but uh, good opportunity. Defender good was in his defender was in his shooting lane. If he hit yeah. the defender, if that defender wasn't there, he had a shooting lane. But since he was there, he had to kind of bend it around. And that thing I think no if chance. he takes a bit off of it, he would have maybe generated a bit more curl. It's uh, yeah. it's a tough one to say, but he didn't miss by much. Um, yeah. Again, the pressure's right. You know, cutting off balls, looking for the quick passes, and. I like the fact that he was close to Keen, like they're closer together. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's more what uh, was satisfying about the situation is that we weren't uh, way too spaced out and could link up. And the link up was much, much better against uh, Salernitana. Again, one of the things when you play uh, that positive lineup, right? Mm -hmm. Carry on. And uh, another one, uh, Quadrado 
shifting the ball into uh, Dybala here. Quadrado will continue his run. I thought Dybala, you know, I thought he was going to carry a little bit more, maybe try to suck these guys in and slide it to uh, an open man. But he ends up taking the shot quite early, like literally just one more step in. Takes a shot, easily handled by the, uh, the keeper. But again, all over him. Then out of nowhere, just a bad turnover up the pitch. And again, Salernitana gets an opportunity. This is a header uh, from Simi. It uh, doesn't end up missing by much. Shit, text kind of there for coverage. But again, one of their few chances generated coming off uh, one of our turnovers. A top four, uh, you, you play a top 14, that tech, tech's forced to save that. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to you'd have to think so. Mm -hmm. This very very nice, very very nice play again. Dybala finding the pockets. You've got uh, us spreading them out at the back, so there's some space to work with. Gets the ball in, plays it to Kulu. Ball watching from the defender. You know exactly where Dybala's going, mm -hmm. and uh, Kulu hits him, and an absolute smash. Of a strike here, bottom corner, great, great finish from Paulo Dybala, and that's uh, that's one. That's the amount of power he got on that was unbelievable. Like it was a one, it was a one step kind of, it was off off his left side a little bit, but he got a lot of juice on the back of that thing. Oh yeah, he got no chance. I will say this: he was smashing that ball in this game. Like Dybala's mm -hmm. hits were clean. Um, other than the last one that came from the spot, we'll talk about that one, then we'll get to that. But oh, I'll get to that was, one. He was smashing the ball in this one. Um, yeah, he had a couple other opportunities. Easily could have ended up with uh, the hat trick. But, uh, yeah, we'll carry on. Nice nice 1-0. Here you have an absolute fantastic free kick from quad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Keeper tries to get to off the post, kind of scrambles in there. Uh, Giorgione there coming in there. And, Does the uh, keeper touch that? Home. Sorry? Did the keeper touch that? I think he did. I think he just got a bit of it. Might have hit post first, him back off the post. It was tough to see. I never really got a clear replay of it. Mm -hmm. Giorgione here smashing it in. 2-0 up. Hang tight. Hang tight. And, yeah. It's funny, again, we've seen this a couple times, and it's, it's where the line's getting drawn that I have – the issue with because if you go where you go outside of that is technically not somewhere you can play with anyways so it has to come in closer but again nonetheless um just barely offside and uh we take that one away and now there was one issue with that your one. Head. <laughs> like i i know i understand i don't watch epl but my understanding is that epl they draw thicker lines there now i think it's I think that's the fact that they actually they don't use such fine like this this would have been a goal in England is my understanding. And like we're getting we're getting crazy now, but this is what people wanted. You wanted they wanted to get rid of those. They wanted to make everything black and white and now this is black and white. And some people took issue with well the goalie played it and then Keane came in, he didn't touch it, but the fact that Keane went in and was a factor in the play, that's why that's why it's deemed offside as well. Yeah, yeah, but it's a tough one. Um, but uh, I just again, I can't agree with where that line is getting placed. Like, that's the thing that just frustrates me before. And I've seen this not only we have covered it in uh, other UV matches, but other Syria matches, like where that line's getting dropped, 
really in relevance to the players, not quite there. If you're looking at legal plays to uh, legal uh, parts to play the ball. So it's, it's I really, know, really strange, but I know, I know Luke, I know Luke is saying here that um, Keen had no effect on the, he did uh, defender was even getting there before Keen. He had no effect on the game. He did have an effect on the game because he forced the defender to make a play. If he stood still and did nothing, and then Kalini put that away. He would. He should have been onside. Yeah, absolutely. And if you go back, if we go back a couple slides, like he's right there in the mix on the goal <laughs> line. Like I mean, you can't say he's not a factor. I mean, yeah. he is a factor. He's right in the mix. Yeah. So but if he stops right there, different story. Because mm-hmm. then he uh, regains his uh, onside eligibility. Mm-hmm. Carry on, um, and uh, here again, just a simple cross in. Simple yeah. cross in. They messed um, this up. Absolute mess made of it. Mm-hmm. Falls to back post, who's free and clear. He smashes this thing. Smashes it. It goes off the post, right across the face of goal and out for a corner. And uh, unbelievable. Like something that should be cleaned up and handled quite well. Um, not something you want to see at the back, especially when you're not being overloaded. Um, you have a normal amount of numbers there get two guys tangled up um just yeah kind of made a mess of that i'm one. trying to remember if this if this is what started the pressure they had about an eight minute span of pressure i can't remember if this is started if this was during it but this was a simple in the box cleaning miss kicks it quadrado comes in to defend the same player as delict and it pops over their head and that guy gets a clean shot but delict did well he him going to the goal line force that player to go far side yeah so that's essentially if we can give delict a save that's his save yeah it's uh still um just messy it was and you're right they had a little bit of a spell there and you're thinking my god are we going to concede to these guys i thought we were i thought ribbery um being out there so yeah live look at some of us as well um (laughs) at that moment like what is going on yep uh carry on here and then you have a nice little ball out wing uh three minutes before this uh 67th minute morata enters the pitch and uh we yeah three minutes into uh his time here fine bernardeski out wide and uh he plays this thing in and this is the hilarious part about morata because he can be on an incredibly poor run of form mm-hmm. and find a way to finish this with no space, no room, and a quick think and tap because he's got nothing else to really do with this thing. And he directs this thing right through the wickets. This goal is unbelievable. Like, I don't, I don't think people really realize the touch he puts on this thing is unbelievable. It was it's, so light and just kind of directed it. Oh, beautiful. yeah. And you got to see this from it's it's hard to see in here. I tried to get a siding, but like it's on the outside of the boot as it comes in. So he like sweeps his leg yeah. inside of it to do that. It's yeah. a hell of a finish. Yeah. It's one hell of a finish. So massive, massive props to him. Hopefully that, you know, picks him up and boosts that. And you have to say that every time this guy scores, but he's a streaky guy. So you're always hoping that that's the one that sparks the rest of them. We will get to Moise Keen because obviously Keen was uh, struggling. He was struggling in this one. Oh yeah. Big time. So we will get to Moise Keen, but this was a hell of a finish. And then uh, as we wrap up uh, 
the remaining minutes of the match. You have uh, a beautiful, beautiful passing play here. And uh, Morata will come inside. Dybala will carry through his run, uh, finding space. And yeah, Morata plays it beautifully. You see Dybala perfectly onside. Time is run. Great save by the keeper. Rushed it. Fantastic save. He rushed it. Dybala. He had all day. Finish up. Foul on Morata in Light. the area. Mm. Dybala steps up and ends up on his ass. Missing this thing high. Okay. This is the groundskeeper fault. Like, what are you like that? Well, maybe it could be the goalie. Maybe he was doing the old who's the goalie back in the day who would put his heel in the penalty spot and did spins. You ever seen oh, that? Man. I, yeah, I don't know. It's funny because uh I tried to get uh the angle of uh they showed one of Paulo running up to it, and mm -hmm. the second he goes to plant, his foot just goes wonky. He actually this ball actually hits his planted foot before yes. taking off and going that's like right. that's how ugly it was but and uh, anyone anyone who's experienced this knows that when you when you plant that foot and it starts to slip you get this feeling in your stomach like oh this thing could go anywhere oh and yeah you, you, you just try and get enough meat on it with your shooting foot just to hope that it goes towards the net and sweet jesus that thing went that thing went into the fifth row poor kid yeah. I, I blame the groundskeeper Look at the boot snob here, Luca, saying it's on Paulo for not wearing his uh, soft ground boots. Okay, okay, take it easy, take it easy. Um, yeah, honestly, uh, he was hitting the ball extremely well in this match. Uh, that one was unfortunate, but yeah, you could see the second he planted, slipped. We get the 2-0 victory, okay? Mm -hmm. Victory much needed. It could have been many, many more goals. Um, you look at the numbers after this one's over, and... Salernitana finishes with four total opportunities. Zero count as on target because the post one does not count as on target. They had a little. They That's correct. Had a little bit of a spell there that Anthony touched on. But overall, they we did the job, did what mm -hmm. we needed to do. They got four out of their four total attempts. Three of those came from our errors. Um, the nice thing mm -hmm. about this one is our errors didn't lead to goals from them. One almost did, which is still kind of the thing surrounding Juventus is that our errors right now are very, very dangerous for opponents. And they almost, well, nine out of 10 times look like they could finish on us from the air. So still got to tighten things up, but I did like the positive lineup. I like the approach to the game. It was the first time in a long time it seemed to make sense based on what the opponent was going to do, how we constructed attacking sequences. Mm -hmm. And it was really, really good. Taking what they were giving us when they collapsed and got narrow, we got wide and took that space. When they were spread out, we went centrally through Dybala, through Kulishevsky. It was, it was very, very well played. Now it's all about the follow-up. But uh, let's get to kind of your summary and uh, your thoughts on uh, this one before we get into uh, player performances and man of the match. Well, unfortunately, I missed the pregame, so that was uh, I apologize for that. I was supposed to be on it, but uh, I guess the listeners they don't really care. But the three things I wanted to see, like my keys to the game before the game, were the, my main one was intensity from the first minute, and they seem to have brought that. They were they were chasing balls. They were you know they lose possession somehow to this 
this team, but you know, they were, they were tracking back. They were tracking their mans uh, other than that one little shot off the post, you know, they, they kept the tempo up for most of the game. And that, that was something that was good to see. And I think that that's obviously a big part of the lineup did that. You had a lot, you know, a lot of the younger guys, hungrier guys out there. The second one was, um, how would they break the uh, – they had to break down the low block. I didn't think uh, this Salerno squad was going to be that bad. Like, they stunk. I didn't – like with. I think they had seven guys out injured. So that just pushed them to almost a city of cheese side. Uh, I thought we did that well. We Easy passing through, you know, Dybala's goal, Dybala's miss on that half breakaway. Those were all, you know, smooth passing through uh, a team that's trying to set their, their defensive five at the back. Uh, they, we did really well with that. And the other one was score early, something that we did a lot at the beginning of the season. And then we fell off of that for, you know, four or five games, you know, 21st minute, I think was the goal. So that's not too early, but we scored early enough to, you know, we weren't behind the eight ball. You know, we, we got that first goal. We're out in front running. So it, it's, it's hard to find things to complain about in this game. It's hard to call. It's also hard to say that this was, you know, let's build off of this. Yeah. You know, the opponent is weak, but there, there are some things to build off of, but there was one negative in this game that I think we're going to have to talk about. Yeah. I think you, you do have to say it's something to build off in terms of the approach to it, even from yeah. Max um, mm-hmm. and the lineup that he played. Fair enough. It's not rocket science that it works better when you have guys that can actually play the outside mid, play the outside mid roles, Um, you know, and they help the offense. Big surprise that, you know, Berna and Kulu would help the offense more than Rabio playing in that outside role. Keep it simple. Keep it simple moving forward. Play the guys. This particular game, for me, made that separation of where it's, Tactics and setup versus players. And the reason would be Moise Keane. That, that was a player let, uh, falling apart and not the setup or tactics or anything. Mm-hmm. That was an individual not being up to the task. And again, the separation is there. When you have the group playing well, it looks cohesive. It looks pretty fluid. And you have a guy constantly, you know, stopping it or impeding it that's an individual difference when you have six guys out of a lineup that can't seem to get right and they're all kind of all over the place positionally structurally that's more on the setup uh, Mm -hmm. than it is the players so i think this one just stuck out uh, as a prime example of that keen took a lot of heat on this one um he dropped a turd yesterday. That was not yeah. a good game for him. It was bad. It was very, very bad. Um, now, we will have some questions to get to. We do want to kind of tackle all player performances right now real quick. Um, mm-hmm. And i probably say to Ant, let's get to the Striped Hearts man of the match while also talking about some of the other um, players and potentially some some ratings, right? Mm-hmm. Can pull up the team's ratings for uh, what we decided as a group and added to uh, Travis's fantastic debut article, um, which was the review in this match. Um, I love the uh, 
hints of sarcasm in, in some of those uh, ratings as well. Uh, we got to take, yeah. Did their job. You got it. So the ratings from the All You Cast team, we've got Tech, six, uh, remains the same, Quiet Night for mm-hmm. the big man. Delict, 6.5. Did his job. Quadrado, 6.5. Kellini, 6.5. All three of those guys did their job. Quadrado was kind of funny in certain instances because he gives you a hell of a free kick there. And then I mm-hmm. think the next sequence was him trying to do a move and missing the ball completely. And it actually went through his legs. It was the weird. The weird thing with Quadrado is that he was statistically the highest rated player on two sites that I checked. And I'm like, I, yeah. I guess like, I, I thought he was fine. I didn't, yeah, he had a good uh, well, game. I, I I don't know if I'd go highest. Uh, right. But yeah, good game. Mm-hmm. Good game overall. Pellegrini six remains steady. They all start at six, by the way. So uh, he did well going forward. Um, did enough, I think. Did enough. So I think uh, uh, Eric from our team, and he's on the treadmill right now. But he said, uh, "Please don't say anything dumb that would make him fall off the treadmill." But Eric had a good point. He he was saying about Pellegrini. Uh, and I, I hope I get this right, or else Eric is going to, you know, dump on me. He said per- Pellegrini was doing well getting forward, but not moving forward, moving the ball forward. Like he w- he was getting into the right areas, but he wasn't like progressing play, like like you want your wing wing backs to do. So I I thought he kind of I thought he played as good as he did in his first appearance. Uh, I'd like to see more of the kid though. I think the biggest thing for me with Pellegrini is I like the attitude. I like yep. the attitude. I like the aggression, the little bit of aggression that he gives to that spot in terms of uh, Sandro, in which sometimes I'm curious if he's actually even awake. I just, I like that. I like that. Sandro is sometimes is asleep at the wheel. Rabio's guilty of it too. And a lot of fans, that was the main complaint is having those two on the left side. Pellegrini did good. Um, there was instances where he missed that next pass. That's right. He missed it. And when you hesitate for that split second, it's gone completely. Mm-hmm. And he did a lot of good things where he was getting up that flank. And then there was the perfect area, the area we should have always been looking at that Salernitana leaves empty, which is that top of the area as they all drop back. He had multiple instances where that next ball was there and he just waited a little too long. He ended up being dispossessed on two out of the four that I saw. So, yeah, 6.5, though, overall. I mean, or or sorry, 6, staying steady, absolutely fair. Absolutely (laughs) fair to stay steady. Um, Bentancur, 6.5. He had a good game. He had a really good game. Very, very well uh, Mm -hmm. with Locatelli. Um, Locatelli coming in at a 7.5. He had a great game. Uh, he was just solid uh, everywhere, everywhere uh, he uh, needed to be. He was, and he did everything he needed to and really didn't put uh, really didn't put a step wrong. So mm-hmm. 7.5. Yep. Kulishevsky 6.5 um, high work rate and provided the assist on the first goal uh, to Dybala. And uh, yeah, I just, again, I think uh, he can be used if we're going to continue in this, kind of set up playing as an outside the more i think about it that might be a half point low half point low mm. 
Yeah, he's kind of in that range. I thought he had, I thought he had a good game yesterday. I thought he that was a cool Shevsky. in in the discussion for the top guys because uh, mm-hmm. there was about three I think that were up there. Yeah. Um, we carry on with Bernardeski. Bernardeski gets a seven, and um, again we spoke to the importance of him and what he gives to Max, and it's the versatility. The versatility is big there um, on there and his reading of the game. His reading of the game is miles ahead of Rabio in that position. Mm-hmm. It's it's a no-brainer. So yeah, I agree with the seven there. Dybala, one thing 7. about five. Sorry, one thing about Bernadeschi is he didn't force anything yesterday. Normally he tries to like, you know, beat beat a guy and then he'll try and beat two more, or like he'll try and force that last pass, but he didn't force anything yesterday. So that's why I think he had a fantastic game because he let the game play out. He played nice and smooth. I thought he had a really good performance. Yeah. Dybala, 7.5. For me, heavily, heavily involved. Uh, Massive in the attacking phase for the team. Um, Keen, a 5. Could potentially be a little bit friendly with a (laughs) 5. To be honest, it was was not a good showing uh, for the young man. Um, Does he need more minutes? We'll get to that. Pellegrini had a, had a ball in the first half where he Keen was all by himself in front of the net, and Pellegrini overshot him, or just hit it with too much pace, and Keen dove with his right leg and missed it. But you know, Keen puts that away. Maybe he has a different game. I he was all over the place yesterday, though, man. Yeah, we'll get to uh, the sub Sandro a six, Morata six point five. I thought it could have been. A little bit higher. Uh, he was uh, heavily involved right out of the gate when he came in, scored three minutes in with a hell of a finish and uh, did some good uh, interplay with uh, Dybala as well. Sprung him for a breakaway, which really should have been an assist to him. Um, Rabio 6.0, did his job. That's it for the ratings. We get to the Stripe Tarts apparel, man of the match. And a lot of discussion. Unfortunate. Very, very unfortunate for the missed PK. And the reason was because Stripe Tarts Apparel is ready to give some gear away. We just needed three goals and a Juve win. And everybody got amped up. And unfortunately, we missed the PK. Don't worry about it. Stripe Tarts is going to do something else to give it away. But make sure you get over to the website and check out their gear. There's, It's the biggest catalog of custom Juventus fan gear you'll, you'll find anywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of great designs. They just dropped some awesome uh, zip-ups. There's a Moji design that's new. And there's the Legend series. Make sure you check them out. These things are awesome. The Legends tees are also uh, subtle hints to the old kits that those particular players wore. Without further ado, Stripe Tarts Peril, Man of the Match, Dybala for me, Anthony. This was a bit of a heated discussion because I was... I was putting the player ratings together and I, I send them out to the group and we all kind of discuss how, how we feel about them and, you know, move points here and there. And I, I originally had Locatelli as my man of the match. I thought defensively, offensively, he, he was all over the place. Okay. Dybala had the most shots, you know, he had the goal. If that, if he scored that penalty, he a hundred percent would have been the man of the match for me. I, I'm going to stick with Locatelli just for the amount of work that he did yesterday, I think a lot of people disagree with that, but I don't really care. So I'm going with uh, look. Even though pregame predictions, I picked the baller. I'm still going to go with Locatelli as my man of the match. 
Yeah, and that's fair. That's a fair uh, man of the match. But uh, Dybala, I picked Dybala, so I'll take that. Omer's asking if he won. He won the prediction. I did. I did tally them up yesterday, and you had one point. I had one and a half, and Omar finished with two. So Omar did win the predictions yesterday. How on earth? I tallied them up, and I won. Uh, no, you're gonna have to do that again. Uh, I think you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. This is what happens when you miss the match day lives. You fall <laughs> off tilt. Okay. Now we've got a ton of stuff to get to. Okay. Mm -hmm. We said we would wait and uh, discuss uh, Moise Keane, and Moise Keane was one of it as we opened it up on Twitter, as we always do for questions to come in. Uh, from Juventini through Twitter here. And um, the main one was Keen. What do you do with Keen? Is it uh, a lack of minutes? Like, what's the issue there? A lot of fans were very, very hard on him, um, basically saying, how quick can we send him back? That's and not, That's uh, not fair. It's, it's for me, it's uh it's it's too much. Um that's a little little too far. Um I want to get your thoughts on Moise Keane, Anthony. Well, he he had a stinker yesterday, let's face it. Uh but a player like that needs minutes. And he's young too. So uh a lot of people are wanting him to be the replacement for that Portuguese guy and he's not. He's he's essentially a backup to our main striker who's Morata, which is, you know, take Take it for what it is. That's what it is right now. I would uh, I would have more patience with the kid. I would actually start him against Genoa. I'd, I'd put him back out there. I think Morata needs a, needs a little bit more rest. He's played. He's logged a lot of minutes. We have, you know, we play the fifth, the eighth, the eleventh, the eighteenth, and the twenty-first. And this this I think would be a good opportunity to throw Keane back out there. I'm not going to judge the kid because he's he's a, he's a kid. He's what twenty. 221 like he's still very very young so i i would i would i'll just shake this one off and i would i would start him back out there on two on uh Sunday. yeah the question was essentially did juve waste funds in bringing no. back moise keen what's his potential like upward no. trajectory at best um to be honest it's uh this one this one was not his best foot forward we know he's capable of mm -hmm. more he can do much much better He's going to be hungry for it. This is a tough one. This is a really, really interesting call to just say you go right back to him. Because on the other hand, you have your guy who's supposed to be leading the line, bagging a goal three minutes into coming into this one, and you kind of need him to get red hot. Mm -hmm. It's a very, very interesting one. Um, at the same time, you don't want it to seem like you're now shying away from Moyes. You know what I mean? After that bad performance, and you'd love to say, hey, go out and, you know, right the wrongs. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough one. Genoa obviously holding down uh, the last relegation spot too, um, 18th spot there. This is a tough one. Uh, number one, I'm not concerned about it. Mm -hmm. I'm not really concerned about that outing from Moyes. Um, I know he can do better. He's shown he can do better, uh, even with us, let alone if you just factor in last season. Just a bad, bad showing. Was it a waste of money? Absolutely not, because you had to factor in the fact you have CR leaving and you had such little time to act. And again, 
you're not going to find a deal like that. That's offset payments and stuff like that. Like it's really, really difficult to do anything. I feel like it was keen or nothing. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard to say that they wasted funds on that. I would say absolutely not. Absolutely not. He's, and you can just see it on Twitter. He's a polarizing player. Like he's the same as Murat, the same as Bernadeski. People that love him or hate him, right? They either want him here or they want him out. And we don't have the luxury of just flipping players right now. So you got, you got, we got to ride with the kid. I, I say give him some more minutes and uh, see where it goes, and then we'll deal with it at the end of the season. Is he is he the striker of the future for me? No. No, maybe yeah. maybe our, our winger of the future, you know, someone to compliment uh, uh, Bernadeschi on the opposite or Kiesa on the opposite side. I, but I, let's let's just pump down the uh, keen out or keen not worth the money talk. I, I think that's far too early for that. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree. Um, another question coming in. Our player of the season so far. This is a tough one. Who would you pick for your player of the season? I'm curious to see uh, how the live chat uh, splits on this question. But uh, who? So it was really, it's really down. Well, it's I would say three, but you can throw Delict in there. So it's really Bonucci, Locatelli, and Dybala, right down to the. I think the question was those three, and essentially those are the the main three. Um, it's for me, it's whoever you what does the team do when you remove them from the lineup? So we've seen what the team is like when the ball is removed from the lineup and, you know, we fall off in an attacking sense. Uh, when, when Benucci's out, there are replacements. I think so far this season, it's Locatelli. If he's removed from this lineup, this team suffers the most. So I would, it's close between all three. But for me, so far this season, I would I would say Locatelli's the uh, player of the season so far. Locatelli, eh? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of Locatelli in there. Um, yeah, that's really really tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's really really tough. Um, from an impact standpoint, and how much um, DiBala does for the offense mm-hmm. it's really really hard to say he's not in there so he can easily be the call Benucci at the back um his ball movement actually has come in clutch and yep. been really really handy mm-hmm. i think we don't utilize it enough in certain matchups against certain opponents i think against atalanta we needed to take advantage of him stepping up a bit and uh playing off of him with drop passes and then runs in behind. We only saw it twice. Benucci's been key. And Locatelli, it's hard because it's hard to really deny. Um, A lot of people hold the impact to statistics and the numbers, but we knew if Locatelli was playing in that role in the heart there, we just needed the vision and the proper progressions of the ball and whatnot. And I, I think the impacts there, I'd be really hard pressed to pick out of those guys and delict. I will throw delict in there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he has been in aside from the last match, where he was pretty rocky. He's been steady and, and a force, but if pick I have somebody to, else, 
If I have Pick to single it. somebody out, Dybala. I, I have to go with Dybala. And we're not saying this is the – Alex there is thinking we're picking the player of the season. No, we're playing. we're picking the player of the season so far. Up until this point. You know, yeah. that's now we continue on. Why is Allegri so stubborn on playing a 4 4 2? Why not 4 3 3 when you have the players for free? 4 3 3. He wants our opinion mm-hmm. on what we think the reason is as to why he's been so adamant about that shape and setup. Anthony, uh, I think injuries force his hand a little bit. Uh, I think uh, we don't we don't see the players in training, so we don't see how they react to tactical tra- uh, changes in training. You know, positionally, they some players may understand the formation better than others. They they get what they need to do. He sees particular attributes and players that will work in a game plan to you know try and nullify the opponent's strengths. So I need Rabiot on the left because they have a right winger that has these attributes. I'm going to play him out there. These are all factors that we don't see, and we just come up with, well, Rabio stinks on the left. Why is he putting him out there? He does think on the left, and we don't know why he puts him out there, but there, we have to understand that there are reasons for it. Um, I think a big one was Bernadeschi being injured. I think this is his second injury that he's that's kept him. He had the shoulder, and then now he had this leg injury. So I would – I would say if the team can stay healthy on the wings with our natural wingers, and if Kulishevsky progresses as he, you know, from this game, if he can progress from this game, I would see him more uh, on that right wing. Because remember, Kulishevsky had a good year last year. He didn't have a bad year, a great year. He was he bagged quite a few goals, and uh, he had a good year. So uh, I would say the main thing would be for me would be injuries, and we don't really know what tactics max is trying to do to to cancel out the other side yeah i think honestly it comes down to one thing and that's the fear fear of conceding goals i think he thinks this is our best way to line up in that 442 shape to prevent damage and still be able to somewhat attack and the biggest thing I think leading up until this point is who he's put out there and just not fitting that set. Cause four, four, two, as it stands is, I mean, it has the ability to transition into some solid attacking setups mm-hmm. and shapes, but it takes a little bit of tweaking to get to those and it's a little less natural than say your four three three, but you can you can get it there. In most setups, it just becomes that four two four. In ours, we have the luxury of having a ten like Dybala. You also have the luxury of Bernardeschi who could slide in centrally if need mm-hmm. be, and then Dybala can go up forward. So yeah, that's right. If you start to think about it, if he uses the right personnel it gets like you can kind of see why he would think this would be solid my biggest issue is again and it's been steady through the season the rotation once the rotation sets in is it sustainable and can you continue with that Mm -hmm. setup and the next question came in from uh 
Luca, I I mean, he's here with us live, yet he decides to tweet in here. So that's fine. I mean, unbelievable. Don't give anybody else chances. What uh, a guy. Luca. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Punk. You're not getting free stuff. Yeah. All right. Okay. I guess we'll get to this guy's question. <laughs> um, can we run the same starting 11 formation when West and Kies and Danilo are all healthy? Was this simply a good fit for these guys versus mm. this team? That actually is a good question, though. And actually, yeah, it is a good question, actually. So I kind of take things back. <laughs> Luke. <laughs> Sorry about that, Luca. That's a good Look one. Luke. Luca's so easy to grind. It's hilarious. It's oh, hilarious. God. Take he's it so, easy. He's so hey, young. Drop the cap locks, too, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Nobody comes on this show and yells at us. Nobody. Um, it's a he's good right. question. Yeah, it is. Uh, so, well, let's figure out. You, you have to, we have to look at who do you swap out. So does Quadrado go to the bench and Daniil come in or does Quadrado slide up? So, right. First, we got to figure out the lineup. Because, yeah, Chiesa comes in, Kulishevsky goes out. Weston comes in and Benton Coeur goes out. Fair enough. Danilo comes in and Quadrado goes out. I, I think uh, – can we run the same – with, yes, I think yes, we you could. stay. Uh, for me personally, you keep Quadrado back. He's he's been playing well back there, man. I I prefer him. I never thought I'd be preferring him at the right back. I do. I do prefer him. I get it about the defensive struggles. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm willing to sacrifice that. I like him better at right back. Have we struggled with Danilo and Quadrado back there at that position? No, Danilo. Nope. There's your answer for Sandro. Can he play the left side? Yep. And he's done it. Did it last year multiple, numerous times. Numerous times. He can do it. Um, I, I'd start looking at an answer on the left side to just shore it up a bit. Uh, Pellegrini, I'm fine with him playing and whatnot, but I think if you have Danilo, who's been really a beast outside of his first season for Juve, Mm-hmm. Fire him away at the left. Get that split handled. The four four two continuing on with Chiesa. Once Chiesa and McKenney enter, because this is another part of this where you'd see McKenney out on century working the right, where mm-hmm. Chiesa would be partnered up at the top. Chiesa as one of the outside wingers. Can he do it? Absolutely. Is he as comfortable there? Maybe not. Is he a little bit too far away than where we would like to see him? Maybe, but I'm willing to give it a shot if Max is set on sticking with this. I still, for I still, I I can't help but feel like I have to see a four three three out of this team. I can't help but feel that way. Like I still, I mm-hmm. I just we talked about it earlier, keeping it simple. I can't help but feel like I gotta see it. I gotta see a four three three. Just put Kiesa up on one wing. Um, Dybala can play kind of central, and he can drop back, and then Kiesa can close in with your other forward. Uh, be that uh, Bernardeschi, be it if you want to play like a Morata up top there or a Keen, whatnot. Like you have a lot of options as to how you do it. I think it's very difficult to answer this question honestly without having seen the four-three-three. Yeah. And the 4-3-3 might suit some of these other guys that you get in there in a rotation because McKenney 
I don't like McKinney as an outside. Like I, I just I don't like mm-hmm. the guy works hard. He does well and whatnot. Can McKinney play as the other guy next to Locatelli if we want to put the true outsides out there? Mm-hmm. I think he can, but Bentoncourt wasn't asked to move forward. McKinney, no. all of a sudden, you wouldn't ask him to move forward, and I still think he would do well. Yeah. Right. So. He's got options. He's got options. Well, the, the the final thing on th- on that is we've already lost five games this season. Like if we if we lose another one, it's you know there's no if ands or buts. It's it's like just try something. Like just change it up. Like he he's I wouldn't say he's out of options, but there should be no fear of there being repercussions to say well you know we can't lose that one game. Well you've already lost five max. So let's just let's just mix this up and see like throw something else out there. Especially in these five games. Why not? Especially against Malmo, too. Absolutely. We've got, uh, okay, this uh, this Sule thing being played for a short thing. So we get a couple quick questions on that. I sure. summed it up in a tweet the best I could, which was tried to get him in a few minutes, or which is still ridiculous because anything beyond 80 minutes, come on. Mm-hmm. Let's be serious here, but... He tried to get him on 85th-ish. There was no stoppage. Uh, he had like three quick succession stoppages mm-hmm. um, that weren't ideal. And then he finally takes it. It's already 93rd minute and a half. Dabal is just waiting to take the PK, which ultimately ends the game. Uh, there's, it, it, it's, it's one of those things that, yeah, as Luca mentions here, it's, it's easy to turn it into a meme and everything and the jokes, but it's not a big deal. It isn't uh, the end of the world. I would have liked to have seen him step in 80th minute, like give him 10 minutes, run around, like just kind of see people are getting, uh, could say it was a waste of the usage because you get five opportunities before they must be kept and can't return to U23s. We could potentially be calling him up again, given injuries because we have been getting a lot of injuries and whatnot. I also heard that the rule has changed and it yeah, isn't five matches anymore like you're you're up to 10 appearances so and, and 30 minutes is that was is that what he was trying that one uh, i believe or, yeah it's around 10 so. uh, 10 appearances i didn't i was able to confirm the 10 appearances i wasn't able to confirm on the minute side of things but nonetheless it's not going to be as big it's a not waste. a big deal people it's just yeah it's not a big deal but a bit ridiculous but at the same point i feel like people would have raised a fuss if he simply turned him around and said, no, go sit down. Mm-hmm. He's already up. He's got his warm-up done and whatnot. He's looking to get in there. Just just let him go. It yeah, sucks go that it turned out to just be like 10 seconds and really just standing there watching a PK. But non-story for me. Non-story it's a, it's for a me. main point. Mm-hmm. Another AJC team member, Lou, uh, mm-hmm. who wasn't able to be here, so he actually took his opportunity properly, mm-hmm. unlike Luca. Um, but uh, he had a good question too. Said Kilini said Allegri rallied the troops with his words pre-match and mm-hmm. in training. Are we a bit harsh on Max given the current situation? And then he put in uh, parentheses there, devil's advocate. Don't do that. Don't be a devil's advocate. Are Just... we? Have we been a bit too harsh on Max? given the situation. No. I I agree. No. He's I the one putting the, he's the one putting the lineup out there, Al. 
Yeah, I mean, ultimately, again, you get on the bare minimum, bare minimum. And today, or sorry, yesterday was a prime example again of when you get the team playing as a team and a lineup and a setup that makes sense to your players, you can start to see the individuals Mm -hmm. that crumble or have off putting performances up until this point a lot of it was not like that and there was a lot of struggles in the team they just weren't playing as a team the bare minimum is to have them share ideas their concepts their theories and gain chemistry that's a bare minimum i could put on a coach Mm -hmm. is just having them play as a team and having the right ideas if the guys cannot execute that becomes on their point prime case moist keen didn't execute a thing. Mm-mm. So his best play was an accident that fell to Kulishevsky. Okay. So have we been too harsh on Max? I don't yeah. think so because none of us have said he needs to be canned. We said he needs to wake up and get the team playing as a team. That's I said beautiful. it. I did say in the, I, I'll pull the curtain back a little bit. I did say in the group chat yesterday, if Juventus lost yesterday, Max had to get out. If they yeah. lost to that dog shit team yesterday, he'd have to go. There's, there would be no excuse. After something like that, he'd have to go. But I'm not Allegria, only if we lost yesterday. I think we should get to Ramey. Ramey had a couple questions in there from the, and I'd like his second one. You want me to, can I read that one out? This is an interesting one. Go ahead. Should Juve sign a center back with Kalini near the end, Benucci old, and MDL, so delict uncertain status? This comes up as Juve looks shaky defensively even today. So I'll start with this. Kalini is 37, still looking good. He signed it. He's here for next season as well. Did he sign? It's debatable. Okay. So I think there was an nobody option. really knows. Yeah. If he's going to, yeah. Benucci is not old. Benucci's 34. So he's still got three, four, five years still left him. I think Benucci looks good. So I wouldn't, I'm not worried about that one. And, Delict, I guess, with the uncertain status, I don't know that that all or nothing series. You can see how he is a little bit behind the scenes. I don't see Delict going anywhere. I really don't. I know you can't say that, that. I can't. I can never say that confidently with anybody whose agent is Mino. Mm-hmm. Um, I can never, just never feel confident with that. Um, this was a good and, question. And we have I'm going to remind stuff. everybody that's with us live right now because we we do have uh, a little bit of time remaining here. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll just open it up to questions from all of you. I do see one that came in from uh, Massimo that we will address. The selling, um, yeah. So I'm yeah, going to keep that one in there. Um, mm-hmm. Don't worry, we will get to that. But anybody else that's joining us here, if you have questions, now's the time to drop them in the live chat and we will address them. So in terms, Quick fire. Of, the, in terms of center backs, you have to. You have to bring somebody in. Um, Benucci's not getting any younger. Killini could be done at the end of any season. He could potentially, like, at another injury, be done. We have to remember, like, he's just suffered so many that another injury could see him done. Mm-hmm. Rugani being the fourth, his contract's going to come up over. You absolutely have to bring a center back. So, Yeah. With, without question. And it also, you know, I think it brings up um, a better, bigger question, which is how to approach the Mercados because a lot of the talk is saying Vlaovic, no matter what, 
you go out and you get them at whatever the cost is. I I can't feel that way because of the work we need to do on the roster. It sucks because all of us would want a lethal striker in Vlavic mm-hmm. whatnot. But I think realistically, I think to soften the blow and you need to start spreading things out. And I think there could be a boost in numbers as opposed to boost in just one, one aspect. I, I, I just, I see too many areas that need attention. I think we're going to have to hit, uh, we're going to uh, catch lightning in a bottle in one of the positions. We're going to have to spend money somewhere, you know, let's just say Vlaovic, and then we're going to have to hit lightning in a bottle at like left back through a young yeah, kid I, or something, right? We're, you, it I just think, can't be yeah. dumping it all into one yeah. spot. We just, right. I don't, I don't see this team being in that uh, scenario. We can't do it. We can't do it. No. Um, financially. So it has to be spread out. We have to be really methodical and there's going to have to be some bargains that we find in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, center back, that's one of them on the list. You still need an attacking presence out of the midfield. You still need someone to boost because you're not keeping Ramsey's not staying here any longer. Like you're going to have to replace Ramsey. There's potential because of the damage done to us financially through all this. We need to write the books. I'm not buying this whole we're fine for financially for this year and the next season. Uh, the numbers that continuously get reported contradict that. So uh, let's wait and see on that. But we're going to have to make some money on some deals. So Rabio and Ramsey are potentially gone because they were freeze. Whatever you get for Ramsey. Rabio, I think, holds... Well, he does hold more value to us than mm-hmm. Ramsey. So there's going to be some money there, but we have to move some guys. Now, this perfectly gets into Massimo's question, which is uh, one football claims that Juve will be forced to sell Star. Um, you can see it. You could see it potentially being the case based again on the numbers. Which and one of those? Okay, let's just... Let, let's, 220 million in debt yeah. right now as it stands who if you have to sell one of those two who are you selling you gotta sell them today al pick one jesus i'm so i i think i think and you can keep one for the for their career you sell one keep one this is uh, extremely extremely tough because we i'm need selling both. I'm, I'm selling kiesa and keeping delict If you're like, you know, you got to make a decision today, knee guy, no knees. I'm, I'm selling Kiesa. That is tough. Keeping Delict. I think I'm selling Delict. I don't want to do that. A good center back. No, I don't know. (laughs) Pick one. Kiesa, gone. Sell him. I, oh man, that's, that's tough. So they both have a, big big number that they generate right on the sales so like that's essentially a wash because delicts um release clause is at the same money that the offers came in after the euros for kiesa so yep. it's essentially like financially the same deal but it, if you look at the picture of where killini is where we just talked about the center backs delicts importance is like yep. top however I feel like Kiesa, you have a little bit, you can gain a little bit more of a bond with due to the fact he's not represented by Mino. 
Mino is that wild card that's like, would you sell Chiesa to keep Delict when he could literally, like Mino could just do whatever he wants, whenever he wants type scenario. It's very, very difficult one there. That is a tough, tough question. I'm not factoring in the Mino thing. I'm just saying, like, you got to sell one. one. One will stay with you. I'm selling Chiesa. Delict would be tough to go away with where we stand defensively and Killini mm-hmm. about to go Benucci kind of in the downward uh, mm-hmm. trajectory on his career as well. That's, that's very, very tough. I could see why you choose Delict. For me, it's hard to release Chiesa because I think we haven't even seen the heights of where Chiesa can go. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Uh, Eric had one here. Clear. Eric had one here. You guys rolling with the same lineup versus Genoa. Insert Morata versus. Uh, yeah. For so we're going to get to Eric's here. Uh, are you rolling the same uh, lineup? Yep. And you're yeah. not going to insert Morata for Keen? Uh, no, he, I think he's saying insert Morata for Keen. So make the one change. Same lineup, but make that change. You would make I, that change? I would make that change, but I, I'd also bring Benucci in for Kalini. That's hilarious because earlier you just said you would keep Keen and roll him out. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, you're right. I think for his confidence, it's a tough one. I told I you earlier, for, it's tough. yeah. I think for his confidence, he, he should be playing, but I, I I may have to go back on my word because Gen- Genoa is a funny bunch of squirrels. They always uh, Lou brings brought up in our private chat, they always play us tough, right? Uh, I, I would bring Benucci in for sure. I'm going to have to say, no, I'll stick to my guns. I'd say start Keen again against Genoa. But Morata's like warming up in the fifth fifth minute. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with the same lineup. I'd even still be okay if Keen goes there. Um, Benucci in for Genoa and whatnot. Sure. I'd be fine with the same lineup, to be honest, and yeah. not change a thing. Roll it out. Um, no issues there. Again, rotation, there's no need for a lot in rotation. That's the one thing is like, don't change a bunch. Keep it simple. Roll it out. We should take it to uh, Genoa. It'll be a tougher match than Salernitana. I'll give you that. Um, And what's a Mm -hmm. tricky fixture for us all the time. (laughs) So, yeah, but I'd be confident. What do you think will come of this investigation? Um, we kind of touched on that in the match day live. And honestly, um, I think what's going on right now is, and you heard it from the words of Killini, you heard it from Max as well, reassuring everybody to stay calm, reassuring you heard it from Bernardeschi as well. Um, just keep calm, focus on what you need to do on the pitch and everything. But this kind of drama behind mm-hmm. the scenes is giving the team another reason and something else to bond and unite and yep. become stronger. Due to, so it's, it's really bad that it's happening. Um, what do I think is going to come of it? I do not believe I said this yesterday, the investigation will lead to absolutely zero. These guys don't start these things to get nothing out of. It's very rare that nothing comes out of it. There will be a form of punishment. What the level is, I have no idea because it's such a big gray area and all the teams are doing it. Inter's involved. Napoli's involved. Um, there's a ton of teams that are in there. It's what the biggest thing that it comes down to. It's not the values of what they're selling the players. 
it's the bookkeeping. It's how it's the, the invoicing. That yeah. is what becomes in question. And if you are altering those, it is illegal. Um, and it's 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 big. So the 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 um, values being inflated and all that, what everybody thought was in question, whatnot. That's not the issue. It's literally how they're bookkeeping everything. And part of it becomes what you're not allowed to do, which is take funds elsewhere and boost. You know what I mean? You're not supposed to inject funds from elsewhere. So if you're getting fancy with invoicing and whatnot and actually helping your books, it's there's a lot to it. I don't think nothing's going to come of it, but I don't think it's going to be to the extreme that yeah. some are reporting. Yeah, Alex brings up a point. I think it was. I think he's talking about what Inter and Milan got into in 2008. I believe it was 2004 bookkeeping, and it didn't get basically adjudicated until 2008. Like, so don't. I don't see this. This is the difference between this one and uh, the Calciopoli in 2006. In 2006, it was a, essentially like being railroaded make a decision in like two months. This thing's going to, they're going to have the investigation. If you, if you follow anything that happens in the courts in Italy, that shit takes forever over there. So this is going to take a couple of years. You know, they're going to go back and forth. This isn't something that, you know, we're going to be in Serie B next year. It, at, at the end of it, at worst, I see a fine. There's way too many teams involved. I think this, I think you're right. I think it's, you know, how they look at the, you know how they you know keep their ledgers and all that but i don't think anything's gonna come of it but it's not gonna it's not gonna finish anytime soon this question hypothetically might make some of the answers a little bit different to the earlier question of if you had to sell between case and delict who yeah. are you choosing and it's coming in from david o'neill are we afraid if we that we might lose delict if we fail for champions league this is interesting because i'm going to take it to a different level of hypothetical scenarios because somebody asked it and compared it to the 2006 fiasco of uh, farsapoli who would stay in the team now if juventus were to be punished severely who would stay because i don't think delict would but i think chiesa might to Who be hundred percent honest with you, if this was two thousand six, like we, say say the punishment yeah. becomes severe, or not? I don't see Delic staying, but I could see Chiesa being one of the guys that stays. Morata would stay, Chiesa would stay, um, McKinney wouldn't. Locatelli, Locatelli, I think he'd, he'd stay. I think he'd stay, but yeah, out of I, Chiesa and Delict, I think Chiesa would stay. Before yep. Delic does, I think all the de- I think all the defenders would stay. Yeah, and normally with the guys that are older, like you know, Killeen Benucci, they're not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Quadrado probably stay. I could see Sandro staying. Quadrado, I could see staying. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's an interesting one, but out of those two, Delict, yeah, gone. But Ber- I can see Chiesa, Bernadeschi, he'd stay. I think you. I think you'd have. I think you'd have. It's Everybody. it's an interesting question, but I think it kind of leads me back to where I was leaning earlier. That if I had to sell out to, I think I would sell the lick painfully, might I add, painfully selling him because you don't want to let these guys go. Ramsey would stay for Serie B. That's a good point. 
it's a lot of interesting things. If we don't hit Champions League, though, I would anticipate um, Delict being on his way out. I think the other guys we mentioned would be st- still remaining. I think Loka stays, Chiesa stays. Um, I, I don't think the other guys would affect, but I think Firmino and his guys. I just, I, th- I think Delict would probably go. And you know what? Honestly, if we lose that resource financially, we probably have to probably have to uh in order to help uh financially so interesting interesting stuff but we're gonna wrap it up there um a lot of great great questions uh we can continue all day but uh you know yeah. we got jobs we gotta get to work gotta go to work uh, man. keep sharing the content let's keep building this community yep. maybe one day we don't have to work and maybe we'll do this for everybody yeah hey i could do this every morning why not yeah i could do this every day no problem but uh guys it's been fantastic the support's been huge a lot of great great questions in the live chat make sure you take the two seconds to like the video it's that Um, little thumb that looks like this hit that if you're new to the show subscribe okay if you're listening to it on audio get over to youtube subscribe to the channel we're also broadcasting this on twitch so this one was on twitch as well and again don't forget Make some challenges if you're a FIFA 22 player and take on some of the team members, okay? You can um, follow on PS5, AJC Berto, okay? So my handle that's here, just spin it around. Get rid of that underscore, AJC Berto on PS5. And I'll take the challenges, but I highly recommend reaching out to us on Twitter and taking Cliff on first. Um, It's a good stepping stone. This okay. may this may force me to get a PS5 and play, and then I would be like that first opponent in Mike Tyson's Punch Out, where you oh, can yeah. just you know beat the crap wow. out of him and you move on to the next one. I would even do that for the people. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I don't absolutely. know what the but yeah, are. no guys, keep uh, sharing the content. If you're part of uh, Juventus groups out there, Facebook, whatever it is, share the content. Let's keep growing the community uh, bigger and stronger. The Striped Hearts Apparel giveaway did not work out. We're going to shoot again for it on the weekend, okay? We've got a ton of gear uh, getting ready. And uh, if you don't win, don't worry about it. Just head over to the site because there's free shipping on qualifying orders and a ton of new designs and more coming, okay? So make sure you show some love and support our sponsor. I do have one more thing. One more thing. Maybe, maybe Sunday. Maybe Sunday it might be me against Ravella Hive live match day follow along for the game. We're, we're working on it. We're working on bringing you a watch along for Genoa. You know Me, we're guess, bringing you the match day yeah. live prior to kickoff. Right. Um, always the same time, 5.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're going to shoot for the watch along. All right. Now, as always, until Genoa there, let's get it going. Fino Alafina, Forza Juve, keep it going. Build off this. Get these wins coming okay this little uh stretch we can't slip up need all the points we can get let's go till next time ciao